Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. Hello. Hi. <laughs> week number two in a row. Go oh, us. <laughs> go us. We are on a roll. Woo. <laughs> good your week times. Been? All right. Hey, how's your week been going, man? It's been good. Uh, let's see. I got a cat. Wait, what? Yeah, I got a kitty. Okay, what's the cat's name? Uh, his name's Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Leonard. It's Lenny for short. Very and nice. uh, he's a black, all black kitty with uh, a white patch that looks like a vest. He looks very distinguished. Very dapper gentleman. A very dapper gentleman. And uh, I wish I could see him right now, but he's been hiding since he came home on Thursday. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, he's he came from so uh, a family friend had these cats, and I went and picked him up on Thursday mm. and brought him home, and he was meowing the whole way home, and I, I felt so bad, and then I got him out of the carrier, and he bolted right away, <laughs> and he hadn't eaten for a few days, and I was starting to get worried. But I woke up uh, yesterday morning and this morning, and he had eaten his food and drank in a bunch of water and used the litter box. So, good oh, boy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hopefully, within the next few days here, he'll pop his, his head out. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I did watch one movie this weekend. And which movie was that? Oh, it was Wonka. <laughs> How'd that go? So, I was pleasantly surprised. I went into it expecting to hate it. Just because I like the original Gene Wilder one so much. And I just didn't know what to expect from this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I I know from the trailer, I really didn't like the Oompa Loompa all that much. And... I don't know. I, I was just on, on the fence about this movie. And to my surprise, I absolutely loved it. Oh, very nice. It is so, so good. It brings back all the childhood feels. I felt like a kid again. Um, I, I laughed at the Oompa Loompa. He, he's hilarious. It's an all around good movie. I was not expecting it to be a musical and it is. I thought we, we kind of discussed that, though, a little bit. A little bit, but I just didn't know to what extent it would be. Like, if it would be the whole movie or, you know, like, it wasn't the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it is like it is in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So okay. it's like, it's not all, it. yeah, it's not all singing, but it has its moments. There, There's no uh, snap battles? There's no snap battles, no. <laughs> <laughs> But they probably could have been, and I would have been okay with it. Okay. Timothy Chalamet does a pretty darn good job. Very nice. Very nice. So go and see it if if you have the chance. Along with some of the other movies that might be premiering this week. Exactly. Yeah. Just just one or two of them. Oh, yeah. One or two. Or three. Or seven. What? Oh, 
<laughs> That's so many. There's a lot this week. There really is. Week. Thanks, so, thanks, Christmas. Right. All right. Uh, well, what do you what do you say we uh, kind of start getting into all of the movie news so we can uh, get done with this and get out of here? Sounds good, man. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, first things first. Uh, I did want to kind of bring it up. Um, I I never know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Andre Brower. Uh, who most a lot of people know as uh, Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, but he was also in, uh, you know, a couple couple of other movies, uh, The Mist, uh, City of Angels. He was in uh, uh, Glory. Mm-hmm. I think that was like his. He um, actually starred and or was in that movie. I was reading something like two weeks after he graduated from Juilliard. Oh wow! Okay. So it was. Uh, it was quite the quite the thing, and uh, uh, I was reading something, and, and they were like, you know, they were talking to to him, and they were telling him, you know, make sure you stay on your mark, and he's like, what's a mark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then two weeks later, all of a sudden, you know, he's just he's keeping up with with uh, you know Morgan Freeman and uh, Carrie Elwes and just that whole mm-hmm. cast. Wow. Uh, Denzel That's Washington. Awesome. Yep. Yep. And so. Wow. Uh, Unfortunately, he did uh, end up passing away. Uh, from what I've been reading, it was from lung cancer. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. It, it really is. It really is. Uh, but uh, you know, absolutely, it's as one of those things where, again, we're we're lucky to have just so many uh, great performances by him to, you know, mm-hmm. help help remember and, uh, you know, it, 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 he'll be missed. Oh, most definitely. Uh, is Brooklyn Nine Nine still going? Uh, no, they did have their series finale a couple of years ago. Oh, they did. Okay, yes. I wasn't too sure if it was done or not. Yeah, let me let me see. Uh, yep, yeah, until twenty twenty one. Okay, all right. Yeah, September twenty thirteen to September twenty twenty one. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I remember them talking about having their finale. Okay. No. Okay. Now it's all coming together. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> wait. He was, wasn't he? He was in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Was he? Oh, it's been forever since I've seen He was General Hager uh, oh. in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. Uh, Maybe I'll have to go back and rewatch that one. There you I, go. I don't know why, but <laughs> I guess just for him. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I guess going, going on to... Kind of keep on moving here to our next movie news. Uh, we do mm-hmm. have an announcement of a movie. Saw 11 has been announced. That doesn't surprise me, considering how well 10 did. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it looks like it. they're saying Saw 11 will be, what, September 27th, 2024? Okay. Wow. And they're still going along the lines of doing, like, the whole Jigsaw story like more so focusing on him uh that'd be very much more your uh realm travis <laughs> oh oh i'm sorry i i forgot <laughs> you forgot I you forgot were talking to me here yep i did <laughs> i would assume so considering how 10 was and i can't okay. really open reddit right now but i i will assume so so all right sounds and, good i mean there there hasn't really been any as far as i know any um like plot details, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, they just basically announced it with a teaser poster. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. I see it. 
And so the, the teaser poster is, is basically just Roman numerals. It's, you know, nine and then 27 and then, you know, 2014 or 2024. I apologize. 2024. And then, say, wow, time travel. Right. <laughs> and then the XI in 2024 uh, is red instead of the, the black that the rest is. And it says the game continues. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? <laughs> That's about all I know. <laughs> the spot on it <laughs> you don't even need to see the movies you just said the whole movie right there <laughs> uh i was i was looking at something and uh you know there's there's this whole thing about you know movies that say their title within the movie kind yeah. of thing uh-huh and it was a picture of carrie elwes with a with a saw and you know being chained up in the in the set of saw uh-huh. And he's like, oh, no, I have to saw 2004 my foot off. <laughs> oh, that's a good liar, liar reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got, uh, next year, uh, just just under a year, actually. Well, three quarters of a year. Whoa. Well, okay, you won't be watching it. I'll no. be watching it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I realized I didn't actually uh, organize these very well, so we're going to be jumping around a lot tonight. I like it. Let's do it. Fantastic. Going to awards, which, I mean, going from Saw to awards is a very big jump. Um, Are these awards plastic? <laughs> they're pretty fantastic is what I hear. Yes. <laughs> uh so the Critics' Choice Awards has announced their nominees, and uh, Barbie has gotten a record 18 nominations. Jeez. Which uh, basically surpasses everything, everywhere, all at once, and The Shape of Water, which both had 14 during their respective years. Wow, okay. So uh, just kind of... And then uh, Oppenheimer and Poor Things which has been doing really well as well in like the award mm-hmm. circuit. Uh, both have 13 nominations. Okay. Uh, but let's see here. So uh, basically Barbie's 18 nominations uh, are going to be Best Picture, uh, okay. Best Actress for Margot Robbie, Okay. Best Supporting Actor for Ryan Gosling, Okay. Best Supporting Actress for America Ferreira, Okay. Uh, Best Young Actor-Actress for Ariana Greenblatt, Okay. Uh, best Acting Ensemble, and then Greta Gerwig for Best Director, uh, Best Original Screenplay, uh, Best Cinematography, Rodrigo Prieto, uh, Best Production Design, Best Editing, Best Costume Design, uh, Best Hair and Makeup, Jeez. <laughs> Best Comedy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Best Score, and then... <laughs> okay. And then three nominations for best song really yep one for dance the night one okay. for uh what was i made for which was kind of okay. like the you know the the somber theme that was going throughout the entire thing which i mm-hmm. think i think that was written by um billy eilish okay that makes sense i think she, right. she wrote and performed that i think let me double check you think okay yep song by billy eilish gotcha uh and then the last nomination for best song, obviously, I'm just Ken. Because <laughs> I am Kenelf. 
Let me just go I to my Mojo Dojo Casa house. Yup. <laughs> that movie had no right being as good as it was. Yeah, well, it was, it was, it was yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, there's a grand total of six nominations for best song, and Barbie is half of them. Jeez. Uh, the other ones are Road to Freedom from Rustin. I, I don't know that one. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Uh, this Wish uh, from Wish, which Wish. was, I mean, that was, yeah. you know, decent movie. Right. Uh, and then Peaches from the Super Mario Bros. movie. Oh, Peaches, 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 Peaches. We're back on that. Yep. <laughs> it all comes full circle, people. It does. It does. Uh, but yeah, so 18 nominations, which even if they only had one of the best song nominations, mm-hmm. they would still be, I believe, the yeah the highest uh, amount of nominations uh, for any film in the 29 years that the Critics' Choice Awards have been going on. Wow. <laughs> That is crazy. Yep. It definitely is. But yeah, going from uh, plastic toys to uh, plastic game consoles. Uh, yeah, that was a good stretch. segue. That was a stretch. I, I mean, I liked it. At, I liked it nonetheless. Uh, the video game Death Stranding mm-hmm. uh, is actually going to be not made into a movie, but... It is, it is going to be expanded upon by a movie. Okay. And so uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, who is the head of Kojima Productions and basically is the company that made Death Stranding, mm-hmm. uh, is, in, er, is working with A24 to bring this movie to life. Uh, and basically they've, they've said that uh, the film promises to delve into the mysteries surrounding the apocalyptic event called the Death Stranding, which blurred the lines between life and death and brought forth nightmarish creatures into a world on the brink of collapse. So, that being said, the video game had a pretty big cast, mm-hmm. including Norman Reedus, right. Leia Sadu, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. and Mads Mikkelsen. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if any of those characters or, you know, I, any of those people come into the movie as it is being made. I mean, when I think of Death Stranding and what movie studio I would think of to make this movie, A24 fits. Yeah, either it's that or weird, Blumhouse. Yeah, exactly. Or even like uh, Bleecker Street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like any, any one of those, I would... Mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable saying yes. This this has the ability to be a very good movie. Most definitely. But yeah, A twenty four is a yeah a two a a two four a twenty four whatever you want to say it is doing pretty good. Well, if we're gonna get a uh, Death Stranding movie, we just need that Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we have the TV series. That's true. We do. <laughs> Solid Snake. Oh wait. Oh, I must be I must be thinking of something different. Mm, okay. Oh, you know what? Mm. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and blame it on being awake for 16 hours so far. That'll um, do it. <laughs> I was thinking Twisted Metal. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, but there has been a t- there was a TV series I believe in the 90s I was reading. Mm-hmm. 
for Metal Gear Solid. Oh, an audio drama. I apologize. Uh, okay. But I believe it was in Japan. So nothing here. But I know that gotcha. people have been clamoring for a Metal Gear Solid movie. Most definitely, right. So we'll, we'll have to see how that all how to, how that all goes. It's just a bark at the moon. Uh, <laughs> could be could be pretty legendary. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of legends, uh, Wolfman. <laughs> Again with the horrible, horrible segues. Oof. I know. Oof. Uh we know that a Wolfman movie is in production right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And that there's been a few a few changeovers here and there. Uh where basically it's uh it's been going all over the place. Um where it looks like uh Lee Wanell was originally set to direct it uh but basically in 2021 uh, uh Derek Ciafrance I believe is his name uh, I don't know I'm probably mispronouncing that uh, actually came on to direct it and Lee kind of stepped aside and then Ryan Gosling was actually on board to star but right. now we are getting word that Christopher Abbott is going to be replacing Ryan Gosling uh for the Blumhouse movie Wolfman. Interesting. Okay. And uh, basically, Christopher Abbott. I don't. I don't know too much about anything that I've. I, I really haven't seen too much with him in it. Uh, but basically, he has been in a couple of different things. He was Will in It Comes at Night. I don't know if you saw okay. that from 2017. I've heard of the movie. I've never saw it. Okay. Uh, he was also more most recently in Poor Things. Uh, he was Alfie Blessington, if you have seen that. Okay, um, I need to watch that. And he is actually also uh, in another movie that's going to be coming out next year mm-hmm. that I know a lot of people are uh, just morbid at the bit for, uh, Craven the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to be a character called The Foreigner. Okay. And then now he's going to be the Wolfman in Wolfman for Blumhouse. Hmm. Okay. And then I still um, would like to see that. I still would like to see that Ryan Gosling cut, though. I know they didn't do much of it, but like Ryan Gosling would be a good a good Wolfman. He is still going to be executive producer, or he will have an executive oh. producer credit on this movie. Oh, well, awesome. Okay, so we'll we'll see how it all goes. <laughs> well, hold on now. Hold on. Cliffhangers now. Cliffhangers. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that that felt pretty forced there. It was honestly. <laughs> so, uh, if you couldn't tell, the next movie we're going to be talking about is Cliffhanger, almost. <laughs> with that, with that super subtle segue, uh, <laughs> apparently, <sighs> apparently, uh, the thirty-year-old movie Cliffhanger mm-hmm. is going to be getting a direct sequel. With Sylvester Stallone reprising his iconic role, uh, but yeah, we are going to be getting a sequel, a direct sequel to Cliffhanger that is set to come out, or it is set to start shooting in summer of 2024. Wow. At that age, I hope Sly can still hold on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, I never so watched Cliffhanger. All I know I, is that... I I think Michael Shannon was in the original one, right? 
Uh, no, it's uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. I thought Michael Shannon was in it too. He, I mean, he might be. I've never watched it, so I could be completely wrong. But I thought it was John Lithgow. Was oh, not not Michael Shannon. Michael Rooker. Oh, Michael Rooker. Oh, okay. Yes. I, yeah. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, y'all. Not uh, uh. Oh, what's his name? Man of Steel. Uh, Henry Cavill. No, no. Michael no. Shannon's character in, in. Oh, um. Why can't I think of it? Uh, Superman and Zod. Zod. Yeah. So it's going to be Mary Poppins. Not or it had Mary Poppins in it, not Zod. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. But yeah, it looks like they have a bit of a of a uh, synopsis going on here. Okay. So yeah, it's it's set to start shooting in summer of 2024 uh, in Europe. It will be in Europe mm-hmm. with uh, Jean Francois Richet, who okay. with, as the director, he directed Plane and uh, 2005's Assault on Precinct 13. Ooh, okay. Uh. But yeah, basically, in the movie, Gabe is now living in the Dolomites where he runs an exclusive mountain lodge. When Gabe and a high-profile client are taken hostage during an adventurous weekend trip, his daughter has to use all her climbing skills to outwit the kidnappers, triggering a battle of life and death. Okay, alright. So, I mean, it it looks like uh, not only will they be hanging off of cliffs, but you'll be hanging off the edge of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, this one, this one premiered or came out 30, 30 years ago. Oof! And just to make you feel wow. even older, <laughs> this uh, this past weekend here marked the twentieth anniversary of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Wow! December seventeenth, two thousand and three. That's nuts. Which I mean, we don't really talk about too many like movie anniversaries. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Return of the King turning twenty is something. Yeah, consider yeah, the very much so. Like I can remember working every one of the Lord of the Rings movies, and I finally remember, fondly remember working Return of the King mm-hmm. and how busy it was, and just all like all of the Oscar buzz when it was out, and how many it won at the time, and. It was just nuts. Right. Well, I mean, like, you have to remember, too, you know, the all the movies were filmed in succession to each other. Like, they basically yep. just filmed all three all at once. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as as they were filming them, then Peter Jackson was going and he was editing, doing all or making sure all the uh, special effects were good to go and doing all of that and uh, doing pre-production on the next stuff that they were going to be doing. So he was just all over the place. Uh, for those multiple years um, and basically to just kind of have it all end with the, uh, you know, because it was what? It was 99, 2001, and 2003? Was that? That sounds about right. Nope, sorry. It was 2000, 2001, uh, 2002, 2003. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was one year, you know, one year right after the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I basically. Yeah. yeah, like like I said, you know, basically all of these actors and actresses were just one big family for two, three years filming all of this uh, mm-hmm. and getting everything going and uh, doing all of the, the stuff that you need to for this movie. 
and then and then it was done. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially for all the practical effects they had in there. Mm-hmm. They were together for quite a while. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, luckily, the uh, Fellowship of the Ring wasn't, uh, wasn't a box office bomb. Right. <laughs> and uh, we got three fantastic movies out of it. Uh, sure did. Don't know how, uh, how well that will do for Ridley Scott's next movie, which is literally oh, called yeah. Bomb. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So, apparently... There's a short story called Bomb, uh, and mm-hmm. 20th Studios, uh, which is now part of Disney, okay, uh, has bought the rights to it, and Ridley Scott is attached to, to direct uh, with his Scott Free company producing. Okay. And then Kevin McMullen will actually write the script for it. Uh, but Bomb is an action thriller with franchise potential and a killer role for a young actor. Ooh. But apparently this this was going through a lot of different studios. There was 10 bidders, uh, including Apple, Netflix, Sony, Warner Bros. Or Sony and Warner Bros. The deal okay. closed at a low seven figures for the short story and the writing deal. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Just be able to throw that kind of money at something. Jeez. Right. It's mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the short story is an, is a template for an action thriller in the vein of Dog Day Afternoon and Speed. Ooh, I've never seen Dog Day Afternoon, but I've seen Speed. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how it all uh, pans out. Well, hopefully I don't lose my head. I wasn't trying to do a segue. I was doing a speed reference. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I got you. And... I wasn't expecting watch much, and all I got was a watch too. So, you know. <laughs> See, I I got you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Yep, and I got you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, basically, our next. Uh, I don't have a segue for this one. And you know what? I I guess I'm just gonna have to boycott some segues for a little bit. Okay, sounds good. Hey. Uh, so, basically, uh, with the the Golden Globes that are coming up here, mm-hmm. you know, there was the whole controversy with the uh, uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, mm-hmm. and just uh, all of the there the different controversies going on with them and the Golden Globes and everything like that, where basically uh, they ended up dismantling and being sold to some other some other place and so the golden globes not only had the uh the members of the hollywood foreign press association that used to you know be part of this they ended up getting like 200 more uh people to be able to vote for Mm -hmm. these for these awards uh apparently there were like all of the former hollywood foreign press association members were uh, based in Los Angeles, and every year they were given tickets to the ceremony and all of the after parties that take place at the Beverly Hilton. Okay. This year they are not given tickets. Uh, they have okay. been invited to wa- to uh, attend the viewing party, uh, which takes place at the Beverly Hilton Hotel, but not they won't have tickets that takes place in the hotel's international ballroom. Ooh. And so they are apparently boycotting it. Which, okay. Uh, I really don't know how to feel about this because 
apparently as well, most of the former Hollywood Foreign Press Association members are still voters. All are guaranteed payments of $75,000 a year for five years under a plan mm -hmm. that they voted to approve when they were bought out. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, they apparently don't get tickets anymore and they're mad about it. And so they're not sending in their final ballots for the awards. And it's Ooh, only like 64 so of them. Okay. So we might not have a gold, Golden Globes this year? Well, see, that's kind of the thing is, uh, like I said, it, it's it's 64 of them uh, that are apparently not sending in their uh Oh, their votes. votes. Yeah, okay. thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, but they do You're currently right. have 300 voters. So basically it's less than 20% of the voters that are affected by or that are doing this okay so i don't know it's, it's just one of those things where it's it's very weird thing going on and like i i get how they were like oh well we used to go to this all the time and blah 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 but at the same time it's like you kind of sold those rights off and yeah you might have some stuff in your contract to get the seventy five thousand dollars a year for five years mm -hmm. which is a whole other th other thing but um you know, to not send in your vote because you don't have a ticket to go watch them in person, even though you have been invited to watch them in the same building, just not in that room specifically. It, it just seems very, very petty on the on the surface of things. Very much so. I will agree with that. But that's what a lot of people are these days. They're just petty. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I can I can uh, definitely see that here. Yeah. But, uh, and it, it's very unfortunate, but it's just the way the cookie crumbles. It is. It, it really is. Which, I mean, you know, Marvel is also kind of figuring that out here that, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way that the cookie crumbles with a, with a couple different things here. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, apparently, um, we actually just uh, were reading about this earlier today, and this just happened, mm -hmm. that Jonathan Majors... Uh, has been found guilty on a couple of charges and found not guilty on a couple other charges that he was facing. Um, basically, he was found guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and guilty of harassment. Uh, the two other charges he was found not guilty of was intentional assault in the third degree and uh, aggravated harassment in the second degree. So basically, the ones that he was found guilty of uh, are a misdemeanor and a violation, and they carry a sentence of up to one year in prison. Okay. And sentencing is set for February 6th. Okay. Uh, but that being said, after the verdict was handed down, uh, Marvel, the PR firm that uh, Jonathan Majors was part of, the lead company, and also Majors mm -hmm. managers at Entertainment 360, have dropped the actor. So Jonathan Majors is no longer Kang. And I mean, we were kind of talking about it last week, too, mm -hmm. about what might happen. Uh, but apparently, Avengers the Kang Dynasty is now being referred to as Avengers 5. And the Loki writer, Michael Waldron, has been hired to pen a new draft of Avengers 5. Okay. Hmm. And so people are saying they'll, they're mo they'll most likely recast the role, but there hasn't been an official announcement just because, like I said, this only really happened today as right. we're recording this. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week 
as things develop, but as of right now, we do not have a Kang the Conqueror. It's too bad. Jonathan Majors had such a promising career ahead of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of, things have gone off the rails a little bit. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. So, I don't know. What do you say we get into uh, some uh, animation to lighten the lighten the mood a little bit? Skadoosh. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, <laughs> well, that actually does bring us into our trailers. Uh, and so the the first trailer that we have for this week, as you could probably tell, uh, is Kung Fu Panda 4, which we have found out some of the new voiced cast that are joining in. And we also found mm-hmm. out that Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro are uh, scoring the movie. And so I really like oops, that uh, rendition of Seven Nation Army by uh, by Jack White <laughs> in, in in the trailer. That was awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, Hans Zimmer obviously is is pretty good. Uh, Steve mm-hmm. Mazzaro he did uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two. He did the okay. the score for that. He also did the score for The Boss Baby, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, and the Rhythm Section. Oh, okay. I don't remember the Rhythm Section. Oh, gosh. Um, The name sounds familiar. I mean, it was in theaters January 31st of 2020, so that might have something to do with it. Okay. Uh, But basically, it's a woman seeks revenge against those who orchestrated a plane crash that killed her family. Oh, that's the one with uh, um, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, yes. I remember watching that movie. Wow, that was actually the last thing that Blake Lively did. Okay. So far. I hmm. forgot about that movie. I figured her last movie was the one with uh, Anna Kendrick. Um, don't at, I forget what it's called, but it's the one where like Anna Kendrick is like infatu- infatuated with Blake Lively. A simple and, like, favor. Their best friends. Simple favor. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that was that was the one right before uh, rhythm section. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that that kind of makes sense because you know her and her and Ryan Reynolds are you know they got all their kids and everything to mm-hmm. take care of, and I think did she did she say that she was kind of stepping back a little bit to focus I, more uh, on her family? Uh, I know she said that, but she, I know. Like also that she also wanted to still act, so mm. like you said, she she was stepping back a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we got uh, <laughs> going back to the the thing that we're actually talking about. Hans Zimmer and Steve Mazzaro are scoring the the movie. We have Viola Davis and uh, Aquafina mm-hmm. joining in. Uh, Viola Davis playing the newest of the bad guys. Uh, a chameleon who steals the power uh, of the different kung fu masters and can shape shift into gonna, like the different stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like I've never actually taken the time to go through and watch the kung fu panda movies, but the stuff that I have okay. seen from them, I've always enjoyed. Like, you don't think that it should work as well as it does, mm-hmm. but it do. Um, and it's because of Jack Black, honestly. He is just so good at anime, like, just doing voices. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it's always Jack Black. Yeah. Well, I guess Bowser, Bowser was pretty good as a as mm-hmm. Bowser, not Jack Black. But Poe po is Jack Black. 
pre yeah Jack Black and Jack Black is Poe. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> Just like uh, Dustin Hoffman is a is a red panda. Um, very much so. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Like, I really have to watch the other three first because I mean, you get you get Ian McShane in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the second one is, why can I not oh, think gosh. of Um, the second one's the crane, isn't it? That, yeah. Um, I don't remember the voice though. Wait, or Gary Old, three? it was Gary Oldman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gary Oldman was Shen, the crane, the, <laughs> the crane. No, not crane. Peacock. Okay. Peacock. All right. Yep. And then Kung Fu Panda three, uh, was when he was JK Simmons. And they did the whole uh, chi thing. Yep. And now Kung Fu Panda Four is Viola Davis. For some it's reason, I was crazy. thinking uh, Gary Oldman was was three, but. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now, basically, in Kung Fu Panda Four, with the trailer that we saw, getting back to the mm-hmm. trailer now, uh, <laughs> finally, uh, basically, Poe is going to be moving from uh, the uh, dragon dragon warrior. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Again, I've been awake for over sixteen hours, so don't don't judge me on my memory lapses right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, he's going to be basically going from dragon warrior to uh, mentor, and he's going to be teaching the new dragon warrior that they have to find. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think basically, like they, Shifu, played by Dustin Hoffman, is trying to get him to be more of an Ugwe character okay from the first movie mm-hmm. uh who was played by randall duck kim okay so uh randall duck kim and his quit don't quit noodles don't noodles <laughs> uh yeah like i said I, i've seen bits and pieces i just haven't had a chance to watch through all of them uh i don't know this it it looks good i i think it looks good there have been some people that say that it just looks a lot more bland than previous ones mm-hmm. so I think this looks good. I it'll be good to go back to these characters again since it's been a little bit since I've seen Kung Fu Panda three. So, I mean, it's been seven years since it was released. Wow! And I believe the first one came out around wasn't it Dark Knight time? Two thousand eight. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So fifteen years ago. Jeez. Hmm. Wow. Okay, I guess we're going with that. We're we're still going with the making making us feel old. Yup. <laughs> All right. Uh, but that does bring us to our next trailer that we have, and that is a new trailer for Dune Part Two. I'm ready for this. It just I want to see this in IMAX. Ready. I want to see it yeah, in I IMAX so bad. <laughs> uh, they really stepped it up with this trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like. I know I've said it before, but I've never read mm-hmm. the books. I have them. Right. I just never haven't. Mm-hmm. I never have had a chance to read them. Mm-hmm. And like from what I hear, this Denis Villeneuve has been trying to do a very kind of accurate, rep- like movie representation of the book. Like I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's no way you can make the book into a movie, you know, like word for word. Right. But he he does a as as far as I've been reading he does a pretty darn good faithful adaptation 
uh where i mean there might be some stuff that changes around but yeah you know movies are are a a completely different medium than literature Mm -hmm. you know it, it you can use your imagination a lot more with books but with you know movies you're you're seeing everything that the director editor producer company wants you to see Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Right. And, you know, there can be like subtext there and stuff like that. But like I said, they're just two completely different mediums. And in books, you can have a lot more like internal dialogue or, you know, actual description of how people are feeling. Whereas with movies, you have to show, don't tell. And so like mm-hmm. in the original Dune movie, there was a lot of internal dialogue of people just Oh, how did he do that? How did he block my blade without actually like talking? Right. And with Denis and what he's doing with Dune, uh, it's a lot more uh, saying things with expressions rather than having voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just my take on it. I totally agree. I mean, like a face says, like their facial expressions say a thousand words, mm-hmm. and the, like. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that can make or break a movie because, I mean, you can't have talking in every frame. And sometimes a facial expression is all that you can have. And if that can speak to an audience, then, I mean, then that's then that's credited to the actor that, that hey, like their facial expressions can make you feel something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't wait for this one. We'll see how it uh, how it all goes. Just just that one scene when you see the sandworms coming out of the sand. I want to see that on IMAX so bad. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. All right. Absolutely, absolutely. So this will be in theaters March first. Ugh, it's too far away. It's just a couple of months, man. Just a couple I know, of months. I know, I know. It'll <laughs> be here before we know it, but still. <laughs> Well, that does bring us to our next trailer, which is the trailer for If, uh, which is the uh, John Krasinski mm-hmm. written, directed one with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay, let me let me read this description. Get ready for a heartwarming all-family film from the director of A Quiet Place, the star of Deadpool, and the studio that brought you Annihilation. <laughs> because that sounds family friendly all right 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 uh or you know get ready for the for a heartwarming all family film directed by jim from the office office starring that one guy from two guys a girl in a pizza place and the studio that brought you indiana jones (laughs) disney paramount paramount oh yeah the mountain. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. But the the Paramount logo always turning into a scene from the <laughs> beginning opening shots of Indian Jones. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good one. It was a good one. I guess I didn't think of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I mean, Disney is the, you know, Dial of Destiny now or whatever, but... Uh, well, it, it would make sense for right now. Yeah, yeah. So, and, since I, I, should have, Disney. 
I, I should have said uh, uh, which one. Which one should I have said? Last Crusade, or even like uh, Temple Kingdom of, of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, no. The okay. So trailer for if. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my thing. Foster's home for imaginary pets. Okay. Live action version. That's pretty spot on. Okay. I've never seen that cartoon though, but one of the one of the main characters is named Blue or Blue Regard, voiced by Keith Ferguson, mm. who also voiced uh oh what was it? He's done a lot of voice voiceovers. He did av- additional voices for Diablo Four. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, his previous is three hundred and twenty uh credits. He did Reaper Jeez. in Overwatch Two. Okay. Uh, in Destiny Two, he was Lord Saladin. I don't know if you ever played that. I, I've heard of the game, never played it. Uh, let me let me see if I can find something quick. Okay. Okay. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two uh, uh two two things here. Okay. Um. Oh shoot, that's not gonna work. Let me let me do this here quick. Okay. Shoop shoop and shoop and that and. I'm going to try this. Uh, these two are the same voice actors. Okay. I think it's, let me just double check one thing quick as well. Um, I think I have this set up. We'll see. Ready? Mm-hmm. I am the Reaper. Death walks among us. So there's that one. Okay. That's Reaper from Overwatch. Okay. And then there's this one. Not this one. Hold on one second. Showers in Spokane. Showers in Spokane. That one. Spokane. Temperatures are up there and it's hot in Topeka. It's hot in Topeka. Is the same voice actor as Dead Man Walking. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. quite a range. Yeah, yeah. Hot <laughs> in Topeka. Yeah. I am Reaper. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, that's Keith Ferguson. Um, mm-hmm. I forget why we were talking about Keith Ferguson. Oh, well, he sounds Fergalicious. <laughs> oh, because Foster's. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. So Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which I feel like this is the, uh, it, it feels very live action where, uh, like Ryan Reynolds and I'm guessing his daughter. I'd I say, know. I'd say so. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, can see imaginary friends mm-hmm. and help to take care of them after their people grow up, I think is what mm-hmm. it's looking like to me. And Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends is a place where imaginary friends go after their people have grown up. Aww. So, yes. that That's my thought process. But Do you this, think it's going to tug at, at those heartstrings? Oh, very much so. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yep. 100%. Especially with uh, Bobby Moynihan, like that scene where you see the big purple guy going behind him. and Yeah, it's going to be a tearjerker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So... Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, uh, Steve Carell, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Maya Rudolph, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, uh, Christopher Maloney, 
Aquafina, Vince Vaughn, Bobby Moynihan, like you said, just all over the place. So many names. It's a be all end all of actors and actresses in this movie. Just mm-hmm. I'd say a collection of his friends. Okay, okay, so here here it is. Uh, a young girl who goes through a difficult experience begins to see everyone's imaginary friends who have been left behind as their real life friends have grown up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, not necessarily the same premise, but the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. As long as we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, but that does bring us to our next t- trailer, which is the... T- <laughs> going completely opposite direction the trailer for (laughs) civil war uh this one is written and directed by alex garland who did annihilation Mm -hmm. he also did uh a few other movies Mm -hmm. i know one of them you really like yes very much so yes uh ex machina you're right for people (laughs) that don't know yes Yes. uh so, oh, and I mean, he he's done a lot of stuff that I, or a few things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. because he wrote, uh, he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later, which mm-hmm. I think you you like, right? I really enjoy that. Yep. Uh, he wrote Sunshine. I have I didn't I well I I saw it. I need to rewatch it because I know I fell asleep. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's uncredited for 28 Weeks Later, but he was also an executive okay. producer on 28 Weeks Later. Okay. Uh, Never Let Just Me Go. Okay. 2010. I don't remember that one. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Dystopian romantic tragedy film. Uh, a British film from 2010. Uh, oh, okay. And then uh, 2012 wrote and produced Dread. Great movie. Uh, and then... He did Ex Machina, Annihilation, Men, and now he's doing Civil War. Mm-hmm. And this trailer looks insane. Uh, very much so. Um, it kind of reminds me of Red Dawn, but without the Russians. Kind of. And without the kids, right. like, going and trying to, you know, save America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, basically it's... It seems like it's following a, a few uh, journalists as they're kind of documenting this civil war that's happening in the United States. Um, yeah. That's happening in the near future, according yep. to the tagline. <clears throat> yeah, and in the near future, a team of journalists travel across the United States during a rapidly escalating civil war that has engulfed the entire nation. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is our main character. Which, that's a name we haven't heard about in a while. And she's a journalist, which means she is carrying around a camera a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of interesting that uh, what a lot of people know her from is mm-hmm. being the subject of somebody taking pictures in Spider-Man. Yeah. And now she is holding up the camera herself. Uh, and also very blonde in this movie. Very blonde. Um, <laughs> her husband is in it. Husband? Uh-huh. Right? They're, they're married, right? I believe so, yeah. Uh... Uh, since 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse Plemons is in it. Uh, Nick Offerman is in it as the president. Which that's just crazy to me, but awesome. Awesome. Right. Right. Uh, but it is very much going to be a kind of like unsettling and, uh, not, not terror, not terror. Um, thriller is going to be like, very thrilling. yes, it's going to be like a very thrilling kind of like 
uh, drama, edgier seat kind of, mm-hmm. you know, fingernail biting kind of thing is what it seems like. Most definitely. And all the, like, Alex Garland, his movies always seem to ha- have a twist. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this one will have a twist to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's got the one guy from Dune, uh, Stephen McKinley mm-hmm. Henderson. Yep. Yeah. I'm Sorry. really excited to see this one. I also am. So I noticed that it's it's shot for IMAX, mm-hmm. which I believe that like that's first for A24 or A24. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like they're really stepping up their game. Let me let me they're see using... if it says anything about about it. No, it doesn't say anything about it being the first IMAX for hmm. A24. Uh, let me double check one thing quick because that that actually okay. is is a good kind of piqued my interest because like is it the first? I want to say so, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay, so. A24 decided to partner with IMAX for the limited release of Ari's Bo is Afraid in the format. Oh, okay. So I think Bo is Afraid is the first IMAX, and then they've been partnering They've been partnering with IMAX for some more. Okay. I remember that movie. That movie was weird. <laughs> and I usually like weird, but that mm. movie was we- way too weird for me. <laughs> wow. Were you were you uh, afraid? Uh, was I afraid? <laughs> Uh, I might have been a little afraid, sure. But Bo certainly was. The trailer looks very unsettling. <clears throat> very much so, yeah. Especially with Jesse Plemons, uh, uh, you know, we're American. Okay. What kind yeah. of American are you? <laughs> yep. Ooh, that was, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I have a feeling that gun is going to be pointed at that girl. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, well... It's going to be something, I'll tell you that. It will be. It will be. Uh, How about we go to our second-to-last trailer? Sounds good. Again, just change in formats. Our next trailer is uh, another sequel. Uh, This one, a few years in the making. Just just a few. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a few. Basically, it's been about uh, 40 years since the original came out. Jeez. And this is the trailer for Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. I want to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> um, it it feels like they're trying to go a lot more dramatic and actiony with mm-hmm. with hints of comedy instead of being a comedy with a a backbone of you know the 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 story kind of going through the drama story kind of yeah. going through. Okay. Um. They this trailer definitely leaned into a lot of the the action set pieces and uh, you know kind of like the oh what's the good guy gonna do against the bad guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They they still had uh, a bit of the comedy in there, but it felt like it was a lot more just like one liners and sitting and talking rather than like actual comedy happening through what's happening on screen. Yeah, so I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It it seems like it's gotten a lot more generic actiony than the you know comedy action that the originals were. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does look great from what I saw so far in the trailer. It was great to see you know uh, Eddie Murphy back as Axel Foley, mm-hmm. um, and also it was great to see you know Paul Reiser back. 
and uh and and also the 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 bots mm-hmm. is also back which is fantastic um judge reinhold and john ashton what i didn't notice judge i didn't notice judge reinhold yeah he was, was he, he was in, in the there? car he was in the car with the it was the three of them uh, i i thought that was paul riser i didn't think it was judge reinhold okay yeah that was uh Billy and, and Taggart. okay all right all right at least well, that's what i thought uh, right I mean, it could be a, you could be very well right. I thought it was Paul Reiser for my, but I could be very much wrong. It could very much be Judge Reinhold. And did you see who his new partner was? Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> with curly hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, if, I know a lot of people don't like the third Beverly Hills Cop movie and I will agree it's not the best one out there, but it's still worthy of the series. I think this one, it might be up there with the third one. I just haven't seen the whole thing yet for me to really judge. Right, right. But I'm really down to watch this. I think it should be good. I just hope that it's not like like what you said. I hope that, that the comedy doesn't take a backseat, mm. that it's more, that it's more comedy in action right right yeah uh but yeah uh yeah you were you were absolutely right paul riser is is in it again i don't know okay. which part of the trailer i saw him in i'd have to rewatch it uh but yeah Polly riser is back as or is in there as jeffrey friedman and then mm-hmm. judge reinhold is in with as billy rosewood and john ashton is in there as john taggart awesome They'll be back putting the they will be back putting bananas in tailpipes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh that does lead us to our last trailer though. Uh and that is the trailer for Out of Darkness. This one is a foreign film. So you will have to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but basically it it takes place what they say, like uh it was 43,000 yeah 43,000 BCE which is a few years ago you know at least at least three at least mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it is a monster movie yeah I wonder what's out there I wonder what it is mm-hmm. uh but it looks like basically this uh this group have found like this new found are looking for a new home and mm-hmm. they they find a place and they try to make a like you know as night falls they kind of make a little camp or whatever and then there's sounds that happen there's people that uh you know or i guess animals and stuff that they see that were kind of like mutilated and all that fun stuff and then things start happening and they uh get into some shenanigans and monsters and infighting and group fractures and yes it reminds me a lot of uh prey the new predator movie that came out this past year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously this movie won't have the predator in it but like same premise gotcha gotcha. trying to kill what's trying to you're trying to kill what's trying to kill you (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it looks interesting Mm -hmm. uh good luck travis you can uh, have fun with this one Oh, I certainly will if if I can find it because it's from Bleecker Street. It so. is Bleecker Street, yeah. Yeah. Does your theater not do Bleecker Street? I thought it, I thought I saw some stuff go through there. We we do every once in a while. I know we show a lot more arts 
art housey stuff. So we might actually get this one. So we'll see. There you go. Yeah. Let's see here, February 9th. So not too far away. Okay. Let's see here. Sorry, I'm kind of. I had a dollar for every time you said sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> a million and one. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, that is the end of our trailers. Uh, Travis, do you have anything that you want to say about any of the movie news, any trailers, anything like that? Uh, I can't think of anything, just that uh, that was a lot. And we have a lot of movies to get through for premiering this week. Yes, we do. So make sure you visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No spaces, just slash anything like that at Movies Are A Thing. <sighs> Come on by and say hi. You never miss a beat. I try. I try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that brings us to our movies premiering this week. The first one is Anyone But You. B and Ben look like the perfect couple, but after an amazing first date, something happens that turns their fiery hot attraction ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly thrust together at a destination wedding in Australia. So they do what any two mature adults would do pretend to be a couple imdb rotten tomatoes and metacritic did not have a score for this one hmm. so i i'm not usually a big fan of these like romantic comedy movies mm. but oh there's something about this one that kind of makes me want to watch it and i don't know what it is if it's just like the comedy like because it just seems like stupid and like generic but yet i still still it intrigues me for some reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i might actually want to watch this there you go yeah i mean basically the the two main people are glenn powell so guy mm-hmm. from top gun maverick and uh sydney sweeney who was in both the white lotus and euphoria yep, yep. uh and uh yeah i mean i know they they kind of made this one look pretty generic in the trailers and stuff like that but i don't mm-hmm. know we'll have to see how it goes it's a it's a rom-com so it 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 might just be good to you know turn up your brain and go watch something for an hour and a half yeah there you go very nice yeah yeah adults go watch anyone but you and the kids go watch uh, our next movie exactly and that movie is migration oh by the way anyone but you rated r in theaters i don't know if i said that or not uh, also, it might be the teenagers then instead of the kids. Right. Oh, they, the, the kids will be seeing the next one. Never mind. Right, Sorry. Right. Uh, the next movie is Migration, which is rated PG and will be in theaters. The Mallard family is a is in a bit of a rut. While Dad Mac is content to keep his family safe paddling around their New England pond forever, Mom Pam is eager to shake things up and show their kids the whole wide world. After a migrating duck family alights on their pond, with thrilling tales of far-flung places, Pam persuades Mac to embark on a family trip via New York City to tropical Jamaica. As the Mallards make their way south for the winter, their well-laid plans quickly go awry. IMDb has this one at a 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic do not have a score for this one. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I'm good on this one. Um, I... I wish... I wish I wanted to watch this more because mm. um, I like animated movies and I like Illumination. I don't think they're the next Pixar, like what the kids at the theater are saying. 
I'm sorry, guys, but it's not the next Pixar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's stuff from the trailers that are all over the internet. Yeah. Like, people take the, the audio from it and do their own thing on, like, TikTok and Instagram and whatever. Where's mm-hmm. the, you need a hug, that, that <laughs> whole part of the trailer. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, but, it, I mean, it has quite the cast. It sure does, most definitely. So Mac is played by Camille Nanjiani. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks plays Pam. Uh, okay. It's got Aquafina, Keegan Michael Key, Danny DeVito, David Mitchell, uh, somebody that could probably be bringing in a lot of the younger crowd, Jimmy Donaldson, uh, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Mr. Beast. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot he's in this. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, it might be something for the kids to go watch. Absolutely. Me personally, you know, even, you know, I, I love me a good animated movie. This mm-hmm. one just didn't really catch my attention. Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's not hitting me in the feels like most animated movies do, mm-hmm. but it, it, if I hear it's really good, I might watch it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this one, next one, I've been hearing some uh, very positive things about. Uh, this next one is The Iron Claw. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. The true story of the inseparable Von er- Erich brothers, who made history in the intensively competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph, under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. IMDb does not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 92%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 72 so you might be shocked, but this is my number one of the weekend. Somehow I am not shocked, actually. <laughs> really? Oh, because you know I like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, well, there's that. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, I think this movie looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I never watched the Von Erics because that was before my time, but I, I obviously know about them. And they are, they had a big impact on the wrestling sports uh, when they were around. And, you know, they came, I believe they were in the WWE, WWF at the time. I, I don't remember for sure, but I think they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great career. I know there was a bunch of tragedy with their family. And I want to see what happens with this family and it's 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 a great cast i mean it has zach afron uh that jeremy allen white Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it it looks great i am super excited there's a bunch of also professional wrestlers in there from today's day and age um i know the choreography was done by one of the uh one of the Guerrero brothers. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the like Eddie Guerrero, but his brother Chavo. He did the choreography for the wrestling in this movie, and he said that Zac Efron could actually wrestle a real match after so, doing all this. Chavo Guerrero Jr. is playing the yep. Sheik. Awesome! Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that's <laughs> just as awesome. A, just as a heads up <laughs> for you. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, this it it looks crazy. 
And like you said, I know that there's some some tragedy that goes along with with this uh, with yep. this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just to kind of see the prep work that the guys did to to be the brothers, you know, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they beefed up quite a bit. Well, especially Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, he's he's had to beef up for a couple of different roles now too. Right. I I mean, like muscle wise, but like also like he looks like thicker in this one too. Like mm. he had to have put on some like actual weight. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Besides just muscle to be able to, you know, lift people and do all that good stuff. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this one should be pretty good for, for this weekend. Most definitely. And that leads us to our last movie that's premiering this weekend, uh, which is kind of crazy because I feel like a couple of years ago, this would have been like the biggest movie of the weekend. Yeah, what else? Uh, and that is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. After failing to defeat Aquaman for the first time, uh, Aquaman the first time, Black Manta wields the power of the mythic Black Trident to unleash an ancient and malevolent force. Hoping to end his reign of terror, Aquaman forges an unlikely alliance with his brother Orm, the former king of Atlantis. Setting aside their differences, they join forces to protect their kingdom and save the world from irreversible destruction. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. So weird. Yeah, right. So the first one was a surprise hit. Nobody mm. expected that one to be as good as it was. Right, right. Now this one, I feel like there's going to be too much of an expectation for it to be good that it's just going to end up being a trash pile. A little bit. And also it's like, this is kind of like, I think the the last of the old guard for the DCEU. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the last of the movies for the old guard, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, Jason Momoa, we don't know if he'll be back as Aquaman in the uh, James Gunn DCU. Uh, ben Affleck, I think we know, is out as Batman, as far as I know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got... Uh, oh, Randall Park is back in here. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman is in it as At- Atlanta. Uh, okay. Dolph Lundgren is back as King Nearest. Oh, wow, okay. You know, obviously we have Patrick Wilson as King Orm and Yadier mm-hmm. Abdul-Mateen as uh, Black Manta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Amber Heard obviously is back too. That whole that whole thing's been in the news already, so. Uh, I wonder how much she'll actually be in the news. I have no idea. Yeah, I guess, well, I guess, well, I'll probably find out because I'll watch this. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, so uh, Aquaman has a son. Black Manta is trying to take over the world. That whole thing. It should be uh, something. Should be something. Yeah, something is something. Yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. <laughs> it's going to be something. Mm-hmm. Kind of the... Uh, what What's the... What's the... What's the saying? In like a lion, out like a lamb or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, this one mm, out with a whimper. Should, uh, the DCU is just a, such a mess right now. Yep, yep. Well, we'll figure out uh, what's going on with uh, James Gunn eventually here with all of his stuff. I, I hope so. 
All right, so that is the last of the movies that's premiering on Friday. Uh, we do have some movies premiering on Christmas, which is Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Well, wouldn't it be Monday, actually? Monday. No, you are, you're absolutely yeah. right. Monday. I keep on getting my days confused because oh, this good. whole week has been just kind of bleh. <laughs> it's all good, man. So we have some Monday premieres. The first of which is The Boys in the Boat. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. In 1936, the University of Washington rowing team competed for gold at the Summer Olympics in Berlin. This inspirational true story follows a group of underdogs at the height of the Great Depression as they are thrust into the spotlight and take on elite rivals from around the world. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 44% and Metacritic is sitting at a 52 I am a sucker for a good sports movie, and what also, I, and plus, it's directed by George Clooney. I was going to say, how can you go wrong? I was going to say this one is uh, another uh, George Clooney directed movie with yep. uh, with Joel Edgerton as the coach. Even better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of over it. I guess I don't know. I just okay. All right. Not not for me. Not for me. Sure, I get you. No problem can't win everything yeah it'll be you know uh set in the great depression right before world war ii when the uh olympics were in berlin and uh apparently it's a ragtag underdog story and they become olympians yay yay (laughs) yay so we'll see how it all goes should be fun sounds good to me very nice all right next movie that we have is Ferrari. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. Behind the spectacle and danger of 1950s Formula One, ex-racer Enzo, er, Enzo Ferrari is in crisis. Bankruptcy stocks the company he and his wife Laura built from nothing 10 years earlier. Their tempestuous marriage struggles with the mourning for their one son. Ferrari struggles with the acknowledgement of another. His driver's lust to win pushes them out to the edge. He wagers all in a roll of the dice on one race the treacherous 1,000-mile race across Italy. IMDb has this one at a 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 76%, and Metacritic is sitting at a 74. Adam Driver got thick for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) With four C's. (laughs) Wow. Um, I mean, it's directed by Michael Mann. It is. He, I mean, if you don't know his body of work, he made Heat. He He made... uh, Miami Vice. He made. Um, oh gosh. Uh, Are we looking at just directing? Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Vice, Public Enemies. Tokyo. Public Enemies. Okay. Yep. Yeah, with Johnny Depp. Ali. Okay. Uh, Manhunter from 1986. Okay. Uh, yeah. Collateral. Yeah. Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Black Hat. Oh yeah. Uh, that was. Um, Hemsworth. Yep. Chris Hemsworth and Viola Davis. Or Viola yep. Davis. Yeah, that's uh yeah. Where he was a hacker. Yep. That that was gonna come out around pandemic time. I remember that. That was that was twenty fifteen. Was that? Oh wow, that's even later. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that was that that's was twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh let's see here. Ford V oh yeah. Oh he executive produced Ford V Ferrari. Okay. Uh let's see here. Yeah, yeah, that's his his directing credits. So, uh, but yeah, we got uh, Adam Driver, like you said. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Shailene Woodley as mm-hmm. uh, Lena Lardy. Yep. Penelope Cruz is 
Laura Ferrari. And then uh, a lot of people I, whose name I cannot pronounce. Otherwise, I will completely butcher them. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I really want to watch this one. Like, I like Michael Mann's directing, but I think I think I'll stick with my Ferrari movies as Ford v. Ford v. Ferrari than just watching Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, that does lead us to our last movie for this weekend, for this holiday weekend that we're coming up on. And that is The Color Purple. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. A story of love and resilience based on the novel and the Broadway musical, The Color Purple is a decades-spanning tale of one woman's journey to independence. Uh, Zelie faces many hardships in her life, but ultimately finds extraordinary strength and hope in the unbreakable bonds of sisterhood. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Have you seen the original? I have not, no. Yeah, I haven't either. But this is based off of the musical. Okay. Which, if I remember correctly, I don't know if that one is based off of the movie. Let me let me double check here quick. Just to just okay. to see. Just to cross the T's and dot the I's. Right. Okay, so it looks like it's kind of the same thing as Matilda, where Okay. There was the book, okay, uh, and then they made that into a movie, and then they took the book and they made that into the stage musical, and then this one is based off the stage musical. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that that's what it's looking like here, uh, from just a cursory uh, look to see. So we'll see how it all goes. Okay. But that is our last movie, Travis. Same. Yes, sir. Which ones you seeing? Ooh. Okay. Um. I am, well, first off, number one for sure is Iron Claw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number two would be Aquaman. Okay. Three would be Anyone But You. Okay. Four would be Boys in the Boat. Mm-hmm. Um, five would be The Color Purple. Okay. Six would be Ferrari. <laughs> okay. And then the very last would be migration. <laughs> nice, nice, very nice. Did I, mean, I get everything? Yeah, I believe yeah, I got everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. <sighs> nothing, nothing kind of really like sticks out to me as like I have to go see it kind of thing. Okay. So I, well, I don't you know. know, poor things comes out wider this weekend, Ooh. so uh, you could go see that. Good, good. See what all I the know hubbub is about. Your, I, I know it's showing at, at a theater close to you, <laughs> Willow Creek. <laughs> Very subtle. Very subtle. <laughs> well, I mean, because we're not showing it at mine, so that's where I'm planning on going to see it. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If I have any time, I don't know. I'm, with it being the holiday, I don't think I'm going to have any time whatsoever. I, I get you. Especially since I'm mandatory overtime at work right now gross yeah yeah so we'll see how it all goes uh but like i said that is our last movie of the night travis did you have anything else you would want to say about any of them i i don't got anything all right well then make sure you visit us at facebook or facebook facebook.com slash movies are thing we also on twitter and instagram at movies are thing no space dash slash anything like that at movies are thing we also have a patreon patreon.com slash movies are thing if you want to help support the podcast we do have that over there travis yes sir I do believe it is about that time. 
Well, first off, if we don't get to record next week, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and to all. God bless us, everyone. Um, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I may have mixed a few things up there. I apologize. It's all good. But (laughs) here it comes. Cue the Otrofofo. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, yes. Pretty crazy. Uh, wait, what? What? Um, what? Did I miss a trailer? I don't know. Did you? I think I did, because you must have just added this out of, out of darkness trailer. Uh, Not that little, long ago. Yeah, I mean, it was when I was going through and adding all the stuff, but yeah, that was like the last okay. thing I added, I think. Oh, I swear I went through the list like twice to make sure I didn't miss anything, but whatever, it's all good. Yeah, you have to read it, unfortunately. <laughs> did you have a chance to watch it oh i i'm sorry i i just <laughs> all right here let me watch it i'm so all right <laughs> let me watch it i will be right back okay <laughs> I was like, what, I wonder where he went. It sounded like he went really quiet. All right, here, hold on. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm back. All right. All right, we are good to go. Okay. Uh, sorry, I wasn't going to get this closed out here. No, you're good. Do your like, thing, chicken wing. <laughs> I was sitting there <laughs> like, man, this trailer's been going on for a while here. Hey, well, I was thinking this. I was like, man, he's been quiet for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, have you watched it? It's like, <laughs> I was like whoops, nope. <laughs> all right, we're all good. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, have you uh, have you seen that they have uh, the the McNugget buddies back at? Uh... I- I have, yeah, I I saw those. So I, I may have uh, gotten a couple boxes. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> have you gotten different ones now, or have I do. you gotten the same ones? No. Okay. the The first one I opened is not one pictured on the box. Really? Okay. Yeah, like they they all have their their own playing cards basically as well, like one okay. through six. Mm-hmm. The one I opened is number zero. Is it gold? It is. Oh, very nice! You got one of the spare or special rare ones. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. And like, I had no idea because, like, you know, I had barely seen anything about them. And then it was mm-hmm. like, well, where did this one come from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very confused. I, I kind of like that they're having these like adult happy meals. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome that you know you it actually has you know food in it oh exactly an actual like not like happy meal food it's like like because it's like a big mac or 10 piece nuggets right 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 
Right. Okay. But yeah, no, I was I was so confused. Like I just was going through and, and opening up and it was just like Uh so Oh, excuse me. Excuse me again. I got the water burps. <laughs> oh yeah, because of all that CO two. <laughs> well no, you know, this stuff is pretty high quality H two O. That's true, because it is high quality H two O. Uh is is that one in production? Hold on. Uh Metal Gear Solid Uh T V Ah Get ready for a heartwarming all all family film uh directed by Jim from the office, starring that one guy from Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. <laughs> uh and then Oh wait, is it uh is it A two four? No. Who did Annihilation? A two four I believe that's eight I believe that's A two four or A twenty four, however you want to say it. Or maybe it's Bleaker Street? It's one of those. One second. One second. Skydance and distributed by Paramount. Okay. Uh yeah, yeah Paramount. Okay. So okay. Okay. I, I got this. I got this. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Huh. IMAX A24. Let me see what this says. <laughs> that was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I didn't know how to really... I wanted to do something like that, but you, you beat me too. Mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I have all of the power over here on the computer. <laughs> you do. You have the power of Grayskull. Yeah. All right, man. I I gotta get going. Sounds good. You go get you go get some sleep. I'm gonna try to. Sounds good. <laughs> you have yourself a good one, man. You too. All right. Goodbye now. Right, goodbye. 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 Travis. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.